Hey everyone, welcome back to Barely D&D, a sort of Dungeons & Dragons podcast. My name's Jackie Butler, I play Rowena Greenbottle in the campaign, and you are not watching Disney Channel. Today we have episode 27, The Opalescent Tome, but before we jump into it, we need to recap last week's episode, episode 26, A Festival of Petals. The fun guys spilled into the midday sun and out of the Three Roses Tavern as a convoluted conversation formed from the group's attempt to strategize their evasion of Lieutenant Viscuit's invasive gaze. The party decided to move further away from their blunder and closer to the opalescent tome, but not before their walk through the city's thoroughfare brought them to the city's main street where the Festival of Petals was being celebrated. In their usual fashion, the party's plans were interrupted by their fascinations, with each party member becoming engrossed in their own affairs. Tello broke off from the group to check in with his employer via his stone of sending, while Craig purchased flower crowns from a young girl and her father. At that same time, Greta and Roe bought cupcakes from a crotchety baker named Grindela, whose conniving nature excited Greta. Offended by the elderly woman, Roe stole an extra cupcake just out of the eyesight of a nearby Kefkin guard. While all of this transpired, Boz bought tea from a young woman who was fascinated by his magical powers and kind personality. Each of these separate endeavors coalesced as the party reconvened and decided to resume their course further into the city's wealthier districts. Not, however, before Greta's wandering eyes caught sight of a mage whom she had met briefly on Magic Lane. The odd cleric interrupted the wizard's conversation with a tea purveyor to inquire of her magical telescope and won her interest sufficiently to have the magic item identified. The mage, a Bella Andra, invited Greta to visit her tower before leaving the city, which Greta relayed with glee as she rejoined her compatriots on their walk toward the opalescent tome. And with that, let's dive into today's episode, episode 27, The Opalescent Tome. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Barely D&D, your favorite, maybe, sort of Dungeons & Dragons <laughs> podcast. If you have any other sort of Dungeons & Dragons podcast in your life, you have to break up with them right now. Yes. Do it. Break up with them. Leave them. Don't They're probably talk toxic anyways. This is exclusive. Boy, that we are in a one-on-one. This is not polyamorous. Oh, this is monogamous. Did you just say polyamorous? Polyamorous. If you <laughs> polyamorous. Get any polyamorous. It's a negatorino. We have a special thing happening today. Uh, Yay! A special person is going to be asking us our character questions. And uh, this person actually was here for the first ever session <gasps> of Barely d She knows things dun, you don't. Dun, dun. She played a rogue <gasps> half-orc. Is it a rogue half-orc? It was. What was mm -hmm. the character's name? Gerald. Sorry. Reagan, do you want to say it? <laughs> Gerald. And uh, halfway through, Reagan had to leave for college. and Not college, a she's school. A, a thing. She left for a thing. And uh, Gerald was a rogue, and so we canonically just said that she slipped away. <laughs> she and just snuck away. away. <laughs> Maybe she's still sneaking around with us. Who knows? Um, she's the bad guy. Dogo takes off the mask. Hey, guys. <laughs> Not Gerald's Scooby-Doo. Shout out Why? to her. She's always going to be an honorary cast member of ours. We and we're so excited. Reagan. She's in the Discord forever. Has. That's right. She is she the is Discord. <laughs> Yes, Reagan. All right, Reagan, what's your question? If your characters were a book genre, <gasps> what oh genre my gosh. would they be? Oh, I know. shoot. I like that. Dagum. Uh, oh, uh, who's the NPC this week? Uh, can we make it the um, Carpenter Girl? <gasps> okay, yeah. Yeah. Carpenter Girl. Gerald. Book <laughs> <Star>. <laughs> yeah. 
but not that one. Different accent now. Eye patch, a blade for an arm. Gerald. I feel like Gerald. Bob would be a, one of the Four Dummies books. Aw, yeah. no, like in a good way. Yeah, but like in a here's how a helpful containing way to, uh, expert knowledge, knowledge, but willing to explain it to anyone. Yeah, yeah, very approachable. A how-to help book with a really fun guy painted on the front of it. Fun guy, it's a flower. A fun guy. It's a fun guy. It's a mushroom. But they don't use those. I feel like Craig is Sunday funnies. No, that's not murder a book mystery. Genre. That is a periodical. Uh, okay, fine. Murder Garfield mystery. Books. Murder Garfield mystery. books do count. Actually, comic books do count. A murder, murder mystery? Who is, is a murder mystery though? Dun, dun, dun. No, I don't know. I don't read a lot of books. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> that was very Jared Craig answer. Hey, what's so up? My name's Jared. I'm 19. Is Craig on the podcast? <laughs> <laughs> no. I don't know. I don't know how to read. <laughs> Reagan, what would Gerald's book genre be? Murder mystery. I feel like just a documentary. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it's not a I Just think, a textbook. <laughs> I think Craig would be found in the nonfiction section under specific studies, and he would be, uh, his book would be over um, uh, I Wumbo, you Wumbo, he, she Wumbo, the study of Wombology. Wombology? You've never, okay, Yo, this is because we never watched Homeschoolers. Kids, Mike, it's okay. It's I, mean, I just learned I'm the best quote ever on the that, okay. that was a homeschool moment. Yeah. What would Greta genre be? So when you ask murder that mystery. question, <laughs> is that what the answer was? No, um, a book about shining. I'm going to give you a very specific book. The Shining. I'm going to give you. I'm going to give you a specific book. I'm sorry, it we're interrupting. Abby is saying the trying so hard. Is uprooted by Naomi Novik, and I think it fits her so well. And y'all will probably never get it because you'll never read it. It's great. You should read it. Um, <laughs> Right now I'm reading Dune. I'm sorry. I think that was the best Greta answer possibly because yeah. you were like, "Hey, here are the specific criteria for this question." She's like, "Yeah, shut up." So my answer <laughs> doesn't align with that. Wait, yeah. I'm gonna come up with a, a real answer. I think <laughs> that was the fake one. Sci-fi. Fantasy sci-fi. Pride and Prejudice, whatever that is. But Heck like yeah. dirtier and shinier. Whoa. Oh. Whoa. That scared me. Like dirt chips. Get your minds out of your gut. That's dirtier. Is just Greta's pen name? I think if I think Lord of the Rings, but make it like a little not like, dirtier. So, it's, <laughs> not, it's not called the Hobbit. It's called the Gnome. And Aragorn <laughs> wasn't wearing a shirt. <laughs> the it's sweat just, so glistening just off his in oh, the early no. morning sunlight. You did, this. you did this. <laughs> and this, this is a guy who was like, mountain? I'm not going to do romance in D&D because it, it's just, I'm just not comfortable with it. Hey, that is bi-weekly breakdown content, Patreon exclusive. And that's why you should go to our Patreon. For no, more of that. Um... <laughs> Abby, like, we still haven't gotten through Greta's answer yet. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. No, it's my fault. Do yeah. I really like books? So maybe like, think the the style and the world building of Lord of the Rings, but make it modern and okay. like okay. Think of the, the world Bible. building and the style okay. and, the, and the fantasy of she is a cleric. Okay. So the, the world building and the style and the Not fantasy kind of and all of the stuff of Lord Dark. of the Rings, but give it like that that kind of heady psychology of sci-fi. Cool. Some okay, sci-fi okay. Doctor Who Lord of the Rings. Hey. Yeah, it's pretty Rowena. good. 
a manual about boats and how to row them. I'm just kidding. Oh. That's not true. Uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, I feel like Zachary would read that. <laughs> He'd probably write that. <laughs> As part of the world, Lord. <laughs> um, my first instinct was like, I want to say like, uh, she would be like sheet music, but I feel like that's just always... <laughs> Sorry. I feel like that's always just a cop out because I'm a bard, so I can I can answer things like that. So my real answer like, do I need to say a, shut up? I'm gonna give some brochure at a Zoom music. It's like a hymn book with just like pages and pages of Hey, Abby, focus. She's trying to get her answer. Hey, Stinky. Watch it. It's the tourist. Fight. Fight. It's the Dollywood pamphlet in the hotel lobby of the Motel 6. What? Oh, my gosh. What is happening right now? I'm... My real, real answer. Okay, I'm listening. Is... um. I feel like it would be kind of like a, she would be like a, this isn't technically a genre, but she would be like a J.D. Salinger um, book where it's like, there's a lot going on and there's a lot of depth to it, but on the surface, you don't see any of it. And Mm. there could be some dark undertones, um, but no one really knows what's going on at any moment. (laughs) And um, again, there's like a lot going on, but you don't really know. And she just kind of like there's a lot of rambling there's a lot of like not everything has a purpose but a lot of stuff has a purpose and you just can't see it on the surface i really like that that rhymed that was so good i like it Did that I was rhyme? the best thing anybody's surface? everybody said purpose ever said surface Thank you. Yes, you I, really, I genuinely You're really she's that. Tea lady. <laughs> the tea lady oh i think it's the it computer thank you for calling it um, my name is hey don't Stephanie. do that don't do that Okay. Hey, Landon, stop. Is that that what's going to happen when I do my campaign? I do that in my job. Stop it right now. Stop it. I do that in my job. I'm like, thank you for coming. And it it gave me flashbacks. Um, The tea lady. Uh, A tale of two ships. A recipe book. (laughs) I think think she would. uh, Harry Potter. Harry Potter. Harry Potter. Poetry. Poetry. And I think specifically, um, no. yeah, yeah, no, I think, I think like late romantic, <laughs> like late romanticism era poetry. Oh, yes. Oh, hey, man. Zach, you know, this made up girl that you just, you know, created, mm-hmm. um, I want to be her friend. I want to be her friend. Boss is going to go on a date with her. So, you know, you can check <laughs> that out. That's definitely, Zachary's like, oh, you don't like romance? How about some romance? <laughs> we bring Melanie <laughs> in to, to oh, play the wow. NBC. That would be cute. Pull a campaign to a critical role. Anyway, sorry that reference was just for me. Um, well, I thought of the I got it because they're married. This is episode twenty-seven <laughs> of the Accidental Adventures. Twenty-seven. 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 We are joined today by special guest <laughs> Jackie Butler, and I could have gotten away with it too. If it weren't for you meddling party members. <laughs> That was good, party. and I don't know why I was Australian, party but that was a pretty members. good accent. I thought party it was going to be party members. Okay. Party. <laughs> I don't know what in this intro we're keeping, but it's been 10 minutes. So let's get on Every with this session. Landon, I beg of you all of it. We're <laughs> <laughs> um, so funny. We're going to have so, part of the Patreon rewards are going to just be extended intros. Oh my gosh, that'd be good. Um, episode 27 mm. is The Opalescent Tone. <laughs> 
Finally. Finally. I, okay, okay. So Wait, I, I know like we were about to enough. skip the Festival of Petals, and I could see in your eyes, you're like, you are not skipping this. <laughs> you are going through this, and you're you going to like, like it. You made like awkward silence. You were like, so you're here. Yeah, you like really we're like, wanted we're like, to, we're to be there. Okay, before the we party enjoyed roasts it, though. me I stole before cake. we started. Okay, but I'm glad on. that you did. Before the party I just roasts, said I liked it. <laughs> before the party roasts me before we started, uh, I have to describe the environment around you, and if I just keep the narrative going, you guys don't get the opportunity to interact with something okay i'm glad that you so did because okay. i made a tower friend i That's made true. a tea leaf carpenter <laughs> friend gonna who's gonna be a you wizard in the tower. i didn't create conflict we almost got attacked by kefkins on the second episode in a row <laughs> Um, just, yeah. just well, Ro being I, like, you know what this situation needs? Some petty theft. <laughs> <laughs> this is episode 27 of the Accidental Adventures, the Opalescent Tome. It is a level 5 adventure. 5.35. 5.35. And, <laughs> and the date is 3488 <laughs> PV. <laughs> 31. It's the coffee. So, we resume. Resume. Okay, you can roll your R's. I'm just kidding. Can you roll your R's? <laughs> it's quite remarkable, isn't it? I can only do like Rosa. 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 Inconceivable. I don't see why that made me think of that. Inconceivable. Inconceivable. So anyway, um, we're walking towards the whenever, open tone. Whenever our our uh, whenever Bailey D and D has merged, we just need one shirt that says um, anyway. uh, on says. the front. On the front, it says "I'm the DM," and on the back, it says "So anyway." So, um, but you guys are headed up the main thoroughfare of Home Cove, um, the Broad Street in the uh, early afternoon sun. What time is it? It is. Oh, keen mind. I did this to myself. It is 1.43 p.m. So the five party members are headed up the main street, and um, you guys are starting to make your way into the wealthier districts of Home Cove. Home Cove is not as um, sectioned as Port Splendid Saw was. Um, it's, it's simply that um, the city is expanding northward as it's built upward into the caldera and the wealthier um, uh, citizens and, and enterprises and organizations of the city um, are located in these northern portions. So um, as you guys begin making your way more and more northward, the stone of the streets uh, is getting more and more volcanic. Um, so it, it's kind of hit an even tone of like a very, very dark chestnut uh, brown with like slight black hue to it. And um, some of the buildings are beginning to be made out of um, increasingly pale or dark stone. So either some of the buildings are made out of the dark stone that's been hewn from the side of the caldera, or um, they can afford to have their stone imported, and um, there's lighter stone. Craig, would you make another yes! uh, general intelligence check for me Dude, about some of the stonework around Craig, here? rock checks give me so much life. <laughs> oh, buddy. I'm so sorry. <laughs> is it a natural one? Yeah. Oh. That's what it is. I do not have inspiration and I don't want to burn it anyways. You are overwhelmed by the thought <laughs> of um, a tomb Rocks. filled with opals. Um, <laughs> and uh, you're, the opals you're not terribly, uh, you're, you're not paying attention. Dead to bodies, to bro. Where all opals go to die. Okay. Um, Wait, can I see that? Can I see that Craig is, um, is, is overwhelmed by the rocks? No, oh, this I'm is just, like an internal monologue okay. thing that okay. failed. No, I, was, I didn't know if he was like freaking out because he didn't know the rocks. I was, Can I okay. notice that he's I mean, overwhelmed by Craig, the rocks? Craig, are you freaking out? 
I was just flavoring that one. I just look one. really stressed. Okay, you notice that Craig looks really stressed. I was just, he looked stressed, so I was going to give him bardic inspiration. How do you bardically inspire Craig? <laughs> I sing, um, we will, we will. <laughs> <laughs> because rocks. And Craig, you hear you hear Craig going. All right, Craig, you have bardic inspiration. <laughs> For which we have an item. I wanted to Yay. use it Yay. so bad. That's why I did that. It's a loot that has a D8 in it. Bro. <laughs> the buildings and districts around you are getting far finer. There's a lot more um, uh, artistry being used in some of the buildings around you. Um, you're passing by more fountains. Um, on one of the, mall, uh, the walls, there is a mural, um, a uh, stone staccato mural. Um, that is built into the side of a building um, that sort of, like in, in one of the inlets, you can see um, a road that passes off to the west. There is a stone staccato mural built into the side of a building um, and it depicts um, a number of seas coming, or ships coming into port from uh, the Skilian Azga. Um, in the far distance, you all can see, like sort of off to the west, um, a very large uh, structured building that has um, three different levels to it. It sort of like builds inward. And the best way I know to say it, it has, is it has a very congressional architecture. Like when you think of American congressional buildings, it has that very like sort of like Roman-esque or Greco-Roman palisaded like imitational structure. And it's made out of pale stone. Um, and I will say that who here is proficient in history? I am. I will say Ro and Greta, you may make a check for this. Oh wait, no, I'm not. I thought I was. I got a nine. It's religion that I am. Three. So Greta, you got a nine? Yes, sir. Okay, you're not familiar with the building. I wish I had some um, coffee. And you are not proficient, correct? No, I thought I was. I was okay, wrong. no problem. Uh, so you're not familiar with it? It's sort of a wash. There's many finer homes. You can even see a couple areas that, like, uh, there seem to be individual estates that, like, sort of sit in between buildings. You're getting into nicer, nicer territory. And as you continue to move northward, um, Kefkin presence is increasing. Uh, there's just more soldiers. Um, there's kind of, like, three or four soldiers every block now. Um, which makes sense. Finer areas of the city, um, more wealthy uh, organizations and businesses to protect. Um, and uh, you guys just continue northward on this path. And uh, Ro, you're familiar that the Opalescent Tome is probably like another 10 minutes walk away. So okay. you're getting there. Cool. Uh, is anyone having any sort of actions or conversation on the way there? No, I'm 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 running for it. Not running, <laughs> but I am like purposefully you're moving, moving yeah. towards the Opalescent Tome. No one needs to. I'm just giving you guys the opportunity. I really want a magic. You want to magic? I just that sentence didn't come out. Was that Greta man. saying that? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> Greta's she just could. walking. She softly mutters, "I really want to magic." <laughs> so the party is um, moving northward through the financial districts, and eventually, um, a fair ways away, uh, Rowena, you see on your uh, right. Slightly, uh, slightly northeasternly, um, a building far up ahead that you recognize. The rest of the party, who's not familiar with the structure, um, can't make it out specifically um, because there is no sign hanging off of the front. It's, it's most, it's intended to be recognized and for individuals to find it that way by and large. Um, so there's plenty of fine buildings around, and each of you, with your anticipation of the opalescent home, is sort of scanning um, fine, well-made buildings all around. Um, but Rowena, you recognize up on your right um, a building that you have known for quite some time. Uh, it's two stories, and um, it is uh, maybe 60 feet wide, um, about 
24, 25 feet tall, and it is all very dark mahogany wood. Um, uh, well stained in such a way that it looks as though it's it's like very freshly created, um, but it still looks slightly worn by time, but not in a way that looks that loses the detail and the finish of the wood. It just doesn't seem brand new. Um, there are a series of arching windows on the second floor that are split um, by uh, metal lacing in the window that sort of uh, spiral outward in gilding designs and are um, uh, lipped by small wooden sills that come out of the bottom on the second floor. And there is a small wooden uh, edging that comes off and divides the first floor from the second. On the first floor, there are two large bay windows um, that are both um, filled with an opalescent glass, same for the second and the first floor, thus the opalescent tome. And um, it has the appearance of um, sort of like a, I call it opalescent. You could also call it pearlescent. It has that vague, milky, crystalline quality to where um, you can almost make out images behind it, but it's not quite clear. It's just a certain degree of opaque, though it very much looks like glass. Uh, upon a quick inspection, you could consider it to be stained glass, but it's a little too pure, um, slightly transparent. Um, and uh, there are sills that stand out below that. Um, the whole building is covered in um, fine, but very simple designs, like edging arches around the side and a very slight, um, uh, I totally forgot the word. It's not a battlement, it is a parapet. A slight parapet that runs the lined edge of the building. So there's a bit of a sill that were someone to walk along the edge, maybe there'd be a guard that would come up to your waist around the top. Um, not for any military purpose, just fine looking with sort of like um, sloping designs. And on the front are two very large ornate doors that have like gentle um, concentric square inlays in patterns of eight on either side and two silver handles that pull to the side. And over the front of the door in silver inlay, it says in scrawled, um, uh, gilded script, um, the opalescent tome, and you recognize it up on your right, maybe two hundred feet away. Am I the? Well, I, I'm the only one that recognizes You're the only it. One that oh, guys, I I think we're I think we're here. Oh, it looks like they redecorated. Oh my gosh, this is a huge tomb. Um. <laughs> um. How many opals do you think they can fit in this thing? I'm just gonna... Never mind. <laughs> so who died? Um, Craig, you're not supposed just, to ask that. Just, just say respect, just okay? Craig, I'm so sorry. Who died let's, and made you king of everything? Let's not be like this when you're we go wrong. in, okay? <laughs> yeah, Craig, you gotta be more respectful to the dead, okay? I'm sorry. We talked about this. Just like this social we, you, guys, you guys asked. It is not haunted. Are you sure? I don't believe you. It's not haunted. It's there's there's not dead people. Inside check. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> there's about to be dead people. <laughs> <laughs> bang bang. <laughs> I have a roll, gun. Roll for initiative. <laughs> <laughs> Rowena pulls out a gun and caps Greta. <laughs> have you seen the equals expert level three? Yes. Like, I have yes. a gun. <laughs> Tmat dies. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Like a tiny um, like explosions. <laughs> uh, so you guys continue to move forward. Um, you all, Rowena has pulled out, has pointed out the building, so you can all make it out. It's very understated, but gorgeous to behold at a distance. Um, there's people moving in and out of finer buildings here, and there's all sorts of people still moving through the streets, though. Individuals has, have generally started to be dressed in finer clothing. Um, there's less bustling. Uh, people are very purposely moving. There are no longer any street vendors. Um, the streets are a bit more. Um, uh, professionally maintained for whatever quality someone might interpret that. Um, 
and so the party is headed toward the building that Rowena has pointed out. Greta, as you get about 150 feet away, um, you get a strange sensation as if the air is slightly more dense in a very hard way to explain. You suddenly feel like you are moving through a slightly denser fluid than air to walk. Like you suddenly feel like you are um, requiring a bit more energy to move forward than you typically do. Like as if you were walking against a headwind, though okay. you feel no breeze. Okay, why do I notice this? Why do you notice this? <laughs> you simply are aware of it. Okay, can I do a Smooth. insight check on why? You may I make feel an arcana way? check if you so please. I do. I so please. <laughs> Again, no one has as much fun as Abby casting spells and making checks. What you get? Is that a natural one? That's oh, a natural no. two, but I'm gonna burn my inspiration. Okay. Do you have inspiration? Sir, I said something funny today. <laughs> I do give inspiration. I, I have candy. been deemed as not funny in the past. <laughs> what? I think I think I'm doing a good job of slowly giving you guys less and less inspiration. But <sighs> you were just on fire today. So. <laughs> What'd you get? That would that'll. <laughs> no, that would that'll. <laughs> you are right. A natural battle. Oh my oh. god. <laughs> that comes out to a total of who to wet. That's actually like a who to wet of them. That'll be a. 24. Whoop, whoop. 24. 24. Okay. Easy um, as 24. This is a very high DC. So you are not fully aware of what's causing it, but you feel as though there is some sort of an abjurative ward against something that you are near, but you're not particularly sure of what the specificities are. Welcome to <laughs> upper level DCs where you guys don't just automatically pass everything. Rude. Um, I'm going to cast the tech magic. <laughs> okay. On everything. You don't have to cast it on anything. You simply cast a tech yeah. magic, and then it has a radius and a duration. Thank well, you, I got your back. I don't not to say it might not be That's useful, okay. but um, well, you know, it's not my place to say. Also, anything. you're not aware of what Greta's doing, so yeah. That's what I just said. Yeah. Oh, okay. Hey, I don't know how spells work, and I'm gonna figure them <laughs> out. What does it look like? <laughs> cast tongues what on is the it? <laughs> I cast tongues. Everybody, shut up. <laughs> um, I'm just kidding. I love you, Abby. <laughs> what does it look like as you cast detect magic? I think I'm gonna feel this, and I think Greta's kind of like already kind of aware and like kind of suspicious a little bit of magic. Don't be suspicious. So, don't, don't be suspicious. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna stop in the middle of the street. I think I'm going to feel this. I think I'm going to drop to the ground, Whoa. crouch, and I'm going to put my ear to the ground. And I'm going to, I'm going to like, this. I'm going to put my hands on the ground and then press like my face. And then I'm going to like dig my fingers into the ground's like claws. And then I feel like a dark brown like flows out and like creeps across the floor like little like. Oh, sick. And all like of little roots, this. little roots going like up oh, and down yes. looking for something. Oh, yes. that's awesome. Okay, so Greta drops to her knees. Does that grips it into the ground, and then the symbol on her chest glows a little bit, and all that light pours out. Um, she just does this in the middle of the street, so a number of people like kind of freeze and step back and look concerned. It's okay, and then she's a street sweeper. <laughs> a handful of people just shrug and keep walking. Um, a Kefkin guard like gets a curious face, walks over and starts watching, but he's just kind of watching from a distance. You guys get the feeling magic happens around here, and like you know, people are interested. Somebody's watching you guys, but. Nobody's making a big deal. Guys, Greta's having a moment. <laughs> and the guard has like just a curious look on his face. You get the feeling that whoever's on shift near the opalescent home is used to some stuff. Um, 
I have been using colors with you guys as long as we do detect magic, but I have decided to start using the correct colors all the time. I think I've gotten them correct in the past from memorizing, but um, there are specific colors that correspond to specific oh. fields of magic, and I'm going to make sure I get them right from now on. Um, so, Greta, I think I've done them correctly in the past, but um, you take them... Okay, so does everyone kind of like stop and look at Greta? Because yeah. Taylor does. Yep. <laughs> okay. We follow Tello, so yes. Also, yes. Rose sees. I'm gonna just note. Please that don't let the DM NPC dominate. Rose sees the guard and it kind of takes her cloak and kind of puts it up. <laughs> Tips her hat and says, "My lady." Just no. She's like kind of just not facing okay. the guard because she's just still a little concerned. No problem. Um, uh, also, quick note: a very long time ago, I said that Tello glowed with every color, and that's because I did a detail wrong. Oh. Um, he just basically had a general magical aura when Boz checked it, and then oh. there's a little bit of evocation in his pocket, but that's okay. That messed with my head for so long. Yeah, my bad. We, we were talking about that the other day. I messed something up, but that's fine. Um, do, so Greta, oh, I was just gonna say, do we know what Greta's doing? Uh, I, I'm you familiar can make with make an check. Okay. I do detect, detect magic all the time. Sure, it looks different on a cleric cast it. Yeah. Both of you make our comments. Oof. <laughs> What's happening? Give Does me something to punch. I just think. Uh, no, she has a spell casting phone. Would a 25 would a 25 have passed that DC? Who knows? You don't know. Come on, come on. 10. Hmm. Not my best. What'd you get, Boz? Uh 13. Okay. Uh, you're aware that this is probably detect magic. Oh, yes. Greta, magic detection. Um, Boz <laughs> lights up a gray, silvery gray, as does Ro, in very similar lights and fashions. Um, I'll tell you what, I don't think you need to make a check. You can put together that there is a slightly magical nature to both of them, and that there is there's just enchantment sort of in their blood. You said a gray, dryads. silvery gray? Yeah, like a silvery gray. A gray, silvery Okay. A silvery gray. Um, that they likely, their, their half-dryadic blood is somewhat enchanted. Um... Boz's staff lights up a silvery gray, as well as a bit of green, which you're aware is abjurational, um, and a bit of purple, which you are aware is transmutational. Um, Rose loot lights up a f light purple. You guys have so many magic items, um, which is uh, you're aware is somewhat transmutational, and a bit of silvery gray, Those which purple? is a bit of enchantment, a bit of purple and gray. Okay. Um, transmutation and enchantment. Uh, there's a series of colors sort of emanating from the potato sack on Boz's back, but you're aware of the items in there. Um, and uh, Tello, uh, he, there's an item in his pocket that is lightly lighting up a um, slight red, which makes sense based on what he told you, that it's a sending stone. You're aware that sending is a spell involving evocation, so that makes sense. Um, the building ahead of you is hard to look at. You sort of like look at confidently, you look straight at it, and you have to wince your eyes away. It is so bright. There are like 10 different shades of green, which are different kinds of abjuration. This building is warded as crap. This thing is so layered in warded abjurations, it's hard to look at. There's I, also a fair amount of, of gray and silver. I just wanted to point out, we left the potato sack at the ship. You asked me last session if you had brought it with you. No, no, no. I was joking saying that we brought a whole potato sack with us is what I meant to do. Oh. But no, but we left. The only magic items that we have that I have on my person are the Stone of Sea and the Heart Carver Dagger. Okay, so you have intentionally left the heart. Yes, it's back okay. of the ship. And the orb? And, and, and the, uh, the orb is always with us, though. I think, I don't know who it's has the orb. There. Well, technically, uh, it is on Craig's person is yeah. where we left it. Uh, Craig, yeah. is it on your person to establish the now? The orb? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I got orb boy. Yeah. Right. <laughs> All right, yeah, and that is Craig's call and only Craig's call. Horse okay. boy. Um, so don't think about you it. You all, uh, you are aware of all of this when you see it. 
Okay, question. Um, oh, and uh, I'm sorry, you look at your own... Do you look at yourself? Mm. I mean, I assume you know your own stuff, so you don't have to, but I'm just asking. No, I don't. Okay. Um, and I'm going to... So is there any... I don't really know how the spell works. If there was that abjuration... Sort of, it's like... You can like think of it like you can see into like the ultraviolet spectrum, mm -hmm. and um, certain magical objects give off additional colors as you look at them for the duration of the spell, which okay. is like ten minutes, I think, or a minute or something. I'll look it up real quick. What was it's, your question? It's ten minutes. It's on my card. Okay. Sick. Um. So my question is, if I was in, so I'm obviously in the field of like a warding spell. If I'm in that spell, can I see like a green? Yeah, you see green all around. You you see fields of abjuration that surround this building. Okay, and I see that I'm in one. Yeah, you get it, you see a pale field of abjuration around you. Okay, how far away is it? You're about like 150 feet away. Is it a busy street? Yeah. And you're not like stopped. It's just a bit harder to walk close. Okay. Okay, I'm gonna sprint towards it and then stop at the door. Okay. Um, could you make an athletics check for me? Yeah. <clears throat> for everyone else, Greta stopped momentarily, dropped down to all fours, whispered something, uh, brown magic clawed out of her necklace and then dug through the streets. And then she stood up really quickly, looked around everywhere and then sprinted toward the door. Uh, and then maybe something else has happened. We got to get her a leash. What is, <laughs> <laughs> what is your athletics check, Greta? 17. Okay. Wow, that's really high for you. <laughs> Um, yeah. uh, you push forward very hard. You get about 50. So Greta bolts ahead of you guys. Do you guys react in any sort of way? I, 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 I yell. I say, Greta, what, what are, are you doing? doing? Do you give any sort of response if you want? You don't have to. No. Okay. No. Tello just sort of gently face palms himself. Take a deep, <laughs> takes a deep breath and keeps walking forward. Um, you get about 50 feet out and then you sort of like, <clears throat> and you like everything gets much denser and you like, you're pulling forward. You can move fine. Your neck feels heavy and your bag feels heavy. They're like, you can, you guys can see Greta's bag being pulled off of her side and like she has to push forward, but you like sort of strain your steps and you push past and you get near the door and suddenly you feel a release of pressure. I run after her. Okay. I mean, you're there. Is her okay, bag still I didn't on know her? Yeah, I mean, like like it was like sort of, like imagine that her bag was full of metal and there was a powerful magnet and then she gets past a, per a certain point and then all of a sudden it relaxes on her side again. Um, my, are you assuming that that, Spyglass was in my bag? No. Though What's I know it is. Bag? The other magic items that you said you had on your person at large. Okay. You guys have all arrived uh, at the front of the opalescent yeah. place? So what was what was that? I don't I don't know what ma what magic items do I have? I have You have um your spyglass? Yeah. You have your um religious your holy symbol? Yeah. Um you have uh I know you have the shield, yeah. and then you also have... Do you have anything else? That's all that I am aware of. Hold That's on. The shield. I can look this up on our website, barelydnd.com. This it, is a plug. If you go you to know the about section, is. there are summaries of every character, as well as their magic items. It's the sandwiches. <laughs> that is <laughs> <a> gross. <laughs> those, are, those are your three. Okay, yeah. That's what I thought. So my bag was heavy? The spyglass... Your bag and your neck. I was assuming that my spyglass was on my person, like in my pocket. Okay. It can be in my bag. Were you assuming that it's in my bag? No. Okay. Do you keep your shield you anywhere other than your bag? I, I mean, all of you guys have bags if you have equipment. Yeah. Greta, what, what Do you keep that? your shield strapped across your shoulder instead? Or is it in your bag? My shield's in my bag. Okay. Okay, gotcha. 
Understood. I'm always trying to get that bag. You know what I'm saying? What's the party doing? Anyways. How close are we to the door? I mean, I assume you're not like awkwardly standing in front of it, but maybe you've gotten like 20 feet out from the building and um, all of a sudden the force has stopped. Okay. Yeah, I, I walk oh. up to the door. I turn what? the knob, or if it's a handle, I clasp <laughs> on the handle and I open the door and go inside. I, what? Okay, so you leave everybody else behind? I assume everybody's moving. Yeah, we're just the door, right? Greta, Greta has stopped in front of the building. I'm. Would I. After I saw the bag get like pulled away, can I make an insight check to see if I understand why you can it make got an arcana pulled, check. Or arcana check? Well, this is so fun. I mean, the fact that we saw it Didn't physically. You? Yeah, okay, that is a separate check. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Craig, are you doing anything? Yeah, so I want to grab one of the pedals as I'm going to the doorway. And because I don't have any, like, you know, my character doesn't have much belief kind of stuff, he's going to, like, kiss the pedal and then, like, raise it to the air as respect to the person that he thinks is dead in this tomb. Amazing. Boss, yeah. do you and Craig just leave everybody else behind and walk into the building? If no, if everybody stopped, I'm not going to. I'm just okay. Like, hey, guys, are we going inside? Craig, do you walk into the building? Yeah, he's deaf and his eyes okay. are closed. Craig leaves everybody else behind, kisses a flower petal, raises it up, and he goes... <laughs> if Craig goes inside, I follow him in. I'll say... Okay. Craig and Boz leave the rest of the party behind, go inside. The three of you all are stopped outside. Twelve. Okay. You don't know? I don't know. So, um, we will get to Craig and Boz in a second. Ro, Greta, and Tello have stopped outside. Ro's sort of in between. Or Tello's in between. He's just sort of um, waiting. Uh, Greta, do you, I mean, <laughs> I don't know what to ask because I don't know what it was. Um, do you feel okay? Is everything all right? What do you mean? Well, I, I don't know. I mean, I just saw you run and then your bag and... Yeah, I feel good. Okay. Um, uh, are you okay to go in? I think so. Okay. What, yeah, I think so. Um, I'm going to look at the bag. What was that that you were doing on, on the ground? I well, so when I was walking and I felt like a like the air, you know, like soup. Am I am I aware of the food? Yeah, you know, like there's like skinny soup that's like not thick and like it's like watery and you know there's like like really so more not stew. Yeah, yeah. Okay. You, it, the air yeah, went from like skinny soup to stew, and so I was like, that's funky. So I I, I cast detect magic. Um, oh, what did you find out? Uh, so there's a lot of abjuration. 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 There's a lot of abjuration. There's like warding. There's warding all across this building. It's insanely warded. And then I don't Tarot, know. Would that be like clicking? Would that be like that makes sense? <laughs> or, yeah, I mean, you haven't been explicitly I mean, I informed know, every but, history of the building. Yeah, in but I mean, you have met the owner yeah. and spoken. Yeah. What? Hi, Abby. <laughs> I'm going to look at my bag now. Okay. <laughs> so you open it up. Um, there are the items that you keep inside of it. But my detect magic is on, so what do I see? That is true. Um, your shield lights up, allowing me to pull this page back up. Uh, Rose going to say, uh, Greta, um, I mean, I guess you could ask when we go in. I mean, I know I, I, I know the owner, if she's in, we could ask her yeah. why it did that to you specifically. Yeah, I would love that. There is silvery light around it with a slight black tinge. And follow-up question from me. You attuned to your shield, correct? Yes, sir. Excellent. Anyway. Okay, I'm not going to look at anything else. I'm going to make it a point not to look at my holy symbol. Okay. And then, you ready? Did that on purpose. Uh, before they go in... Um, yeah. 
Yeah. Sorry, are you doing something before you go in? Um, no. Okay. As soon as I walk in, do I see a staff member, somebody that works there? Okay. <gasps> Let's it. change gears real quick. Conflict? So unhappy. What's happening? Conflict. You're like tuned out for the talking. Are we punching somebody? <laughs> <laughs> Anytime you change the music, I'm going to assume. Oh, that's the combat. Musical. So, um, Craig, you and Tello open the door and you close it behind you. You are immediately in an interesting space. Um, I don't know what you all were expecting of the opalescent home, but whatever you were Dang. expecting, um, it's not that. It is. Gorgeous, but not <laughs> overstated. Um, you guys step into an open foyer, a lobby. Um, the building, this this immediate room that you step into is maybe 30 feet wide, uh, maybe 10 feet high, and goes further into a larger space. And I'll actually sort of... Well, I'll describe it, hopefully clearly. So in front of you, there's a large open waiting area. Um, the floor is a slatted fine wood, lighter than the wood outside, um, maybe like a light tan. And um, there's a massive throw rug in the middle of the room. Um, it is beautiful. It is a deep red. And in the, in the uh, deep red rug, there are eight circles of gold, all separate from each other. And inside of them, various magical symbols. Uh, to Boz, you would recognize a number of them as belonging to uh, the schools of magic, as well as a couple others. In the middle, um, there is simply an image of uh, a blaze of fire. And uh, it just looks decorational and gorgeous. There's gold frilling off of the sides. And at first you think it's just the color of the woven cords. And then you consider that maybe there's actually gold laced into the side of these rugs. Um, on your left is um, the rest of the building. Is that dark mahogany wood all along the edges. And on your left, um, there is a small L-shaped desk that stands free alone against a wall. And um, there is a small bell on top of it. And then just behind that, there is a doorway with no door upon it. Um, this is just immediately on your left. And uh, sorry, right as you walk in the door, um, against either window, there is um, a red velvet plush, like little um, half stool that you could sit in because the windows are slightly bay windows. You could sit in them. And as you look out the opalescent glass, when you looked in, you could not see it through it. As you look out, you can see the street clearly. Um, oh, wow. And uh, there are areas where you could sit to either side. So there's that, that L-shaped desk on y'all's left. There is um, a doorway here. In front of the doorway, there is a um, thick red velvet curtain hanging from a rod with golden frills at the bottom. It blocks the way beyond. You cannot see past it. The rest of this wall is covered in maps. Maps of nations, maps of the world, um, maps of areas you don't recognize, different artwork. It's just the wall is covered in maps. Um, to your left, there is a stairwell that wraps up a level and then up another level. And then there is a wooden banister gilded finely with silver um, inlaid into the wood and a series of columnar um, pegs and uh, support beams that run the length of the banister. And then beyond it, you can just see rows and rows and rows of bookshelves. In between the bookshelves, there are small blue crystals floating in the air, emanating light that seem to light the space in between the bookshelves. You can see scrolls, you can see tomes. On the second floor appears to be some sort of a library of some sort. On the rest of the first floor in front of you, there's the massive rug, bell-shaped counter. And then beyond that, there appears to be a larger space, maybe the full width of the building, but you can't tell because the walls cut it off. And um, and there is just an immense wall-to-wall -wall window um, that you can see half of Home Cove out of. Mm -hmm. And the uh, late after the early afternoon sun is streaming golden light through. And that room is 
covered in an immense rug, huge and beautiful in design. Um, and there is the opposite wall underneath the window is just lined by glass book, by glass display cases. You can't see what's in them because they're reflecting light back from the window currently, but you can see display cases all around there. And at the edge of each wall past the waiting lobby, you think you can see the edges of maybe armor or clothes poking out. It appears that this larger room beyond is where magic items are on display all around the room. There is also an individual in this space. They are on the right. This is among the bigger people you've ever seen in your life. The only person here who has seen a creature this big is Boz, because Boz went and inspected the Kefkin army. Sitting immediately to your right is an ogre. Um, he is Boz, you're aware of this. He is a Wazgo ogre. He has dark gray skin. Um, there is an, a groove, there's like a, a, like a seat that comes like just like a, think of the first step of stairs that's raised off of the floor and a little groove where he sits and he is relaxed against the wall. Next to him is a cudgel. Um, it's a cudgel to him, which is sort of like, think of the bayonet that police carry. To you all, it would be best described as a great club because it's so big. It's five feet tall. It is a rod of pure iron studded with silver studs at the top and a leather wrapped handle at the, uh, or at the base and a leather wrapped, wrapped handle at the top because it's upside down. There's a loop hanging off of it. It looks like it would just mess you up. Um, the individual is immense. He is comically muscular, like a bodybuilder. Um, and his ogre features are squared and strong. There's no excess fat on him in the way of uh, a mythological ogre. He is very lean and trimmed. Um, he has a little bit of stubble that comes across his chin, but he seems pretty well shaved. The sides of his head are shaved. He has long black hair slicked into a little bun on the back of his head. He has strong, brutish features, but a very gentle expression, two tusks that pierce out of his slightly purplish gray lips. And he is wearing a black vest with silver trim that buttons across the chest. There's a little pocket that has a tissue sticking out of it, and he has on these shorts that stop just above the knees, which are stretched tight with their black silver um, fabric against his impossibly large thighs. He is wearing no shoes. His huge feet are like sort of crisscrossed inside uh, in front of him, but his toenails are very well trimmed, as are his fingernails. Um, he has one very large black bracelet that's studded with beads on the left side, and he is holding a tiny blue book in his hand with little spectacles rimmed in brass, comically small on his nose. And um, he is the only individual in the room. As you guys step in, he goes, Good afternoon. Welcome to the opalescent tome. I will never request this. I can't say I never will, 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 request, will request this again, but I want to have a conversation with this person and I don't want Jackie to hear what I say. Um, well, uh, <laughs> you cannot request that because she's listening, but she will respect um, the difference of a scene that she's what not I'm, in. What I'm asking is that she steps into the bathroom for just a, just a brief moment. That's a matter between you and Jackie. What if she listens to the podcast later? Oh, yeah, she can listen to it now, but this is just for the scene right now Jackie, in the moment. this is completely a you call. Okay, I won't make a scene. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry, it was just a second. Okay. She's going to be so listening like... Oh. I, I walk up to... Um, the guy and I'm dressed in my very nice clothes. And mm -hmm. I'm holding, yeah, you look dapper I'm, for in, the first time in your life. In one hand, I'm holding a tea, and in the other hand, I'm holding a cake. <laughs> you are. And I walk up to him and I say, "Well, I assume a staff as well." But yeah, yes, the staff. I don't know how I'm doing this, but I'm doing. Uh, it don't somehow. worry about it. Yeah, I walk up to him and I say, "Hello, I have traveled a very long way to come here, and I'm very excited to be here. I don't have very long, 
Uh, what's your What's your name? I'm sorry, I'm jumping all over the place. He gets a funny, quizzical expression. He breaks out this huge smile, looks at your staff for a moment, winces, and looks back to you, and he goes, um, We have to do no Morgrim. Morgrim. I... I am... I'm playing a bit on my friend. I think mm. you know her. She's mentioned knowing... Her name's Rowena. How do you know her? I do know Rowena. I want her to think that we're best friends, because it will really confuse her. And I don't have a lot of money, but I can give you this cake. I bought it and I, I don't need it. Um, and of course, I think I don't we don't have a ton of money, but enough to buy something from the shop. He holds up a hand and stops you and says, I like where we're going. That's it. That's the only thing. Yeah. Okay. And he just winks at you and I'll give back. you the cake. She's outside now. She's about to come in. I my name is Boz. It's good to meet you, Boz. That's nice to meet you too. And you, sir. Oh, I'm Craig. Nice to meet you. Good to meet you, Craig. I'm eating cake. You are? It's really good. I took mm -hmm. it from Ro. Boz? Is there anything Take I can... Take it away. Okay. Is there anything I can know about you that would make her, like, believe that I would know you? I like books. You like books? And he just reaches forward, and he... Like, when he picks up the cake, it's tiny in his fingers, and he just pops it in his mouth and chews it for a second. He goes, That is phenomenal. I should have taken the wicker basket off first, but that's quite good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah? <laughs> Yeah, I'll call her in. All right. And he closes the book and, it, and he sits it down next to him. Jackie, you come out. I feel like I have to time out. <laughs> <laughs> you were. We had a discussion about your behavior while you were gone. <laughs> so, Boz, you and Craig have walked into the shop. Um, Greta, do you and uh, uh, Rowena join? Yeah. Uh, okay. Yes. Yes. So, uh, Rowena, you return to the space that you've known many times. Greta, you witnessed the space I've described for the first time as the doors. No, I need you to describe it again. Both of you guys are very small and very weak, so it requires a lot of oomph to open, but you get the door open and you pass in and it closes behind you. You see the immense figure before you, Greta. Does Tello come in? Uh, yeah, he falls. He's okay. not staying outside. Was he? A, did he come in with Craig? And He's coming with us. I'm right here. He's coming with you, too. Um, <laughs> and uh, Rowena, you recognize Morgrim sitting there smiling. Rowena. Do I recognize anything else? Should I be worried? A building that you know as well as okay. the rest of your group members. And he smiles and he goes, <clears throat> Afternoon, little greenie. I didn't know you knew Morgrim. <laughs> um, I, I, <laughs> um, I go, I go, I, I, sorry, I'm like so thrown off now. <laughs> Rowena, what are you doing? Um, I go in and I say, Morgrum. And um, I, uh, how far away is he? I mean, like, uh, yeah, I just run right. up to him and I, I give him a hug. Okay. You hug like his shin. Yeah. Comes <laughs> and he lowers one hand and it covers your whole back. And he goes, good to see you, little one. Good to see you too. It's nice to see a friendly face. No problem. Any news of the world? Oh, <laughs> um, lots of stuff. Lots of stuff. I'll, I'll fill you in on it. Um, Oi. Uh, but, uh, yeah, how are you? Are you doing all right? I'm all right, yeah. Nice. Uh, I how's... don't know why I went Scottish there. <laughs> I'm all right, yeah. Oh, how's, how's the shop been? It's doing well. Nice. Um, yeah, there's, there's a lot I want to tell you about, but... Or, um, or oh, friends? yeah, these are, these are my friends. Um, is Greta right beside me still? Yeah. Uh, this is Greta, and, um, uh, the two that just came in are, uh, are... Are Craig and Balls, and uh, this is oh, this is Tello them. over here. So he waves at Tello, and Tello just <coughs> smiles a little sheepishly and waves. Greta. Hey. Hello, little one. How are you doing today? Doing good. How are you? I'm doing I'm happy all right. to be here. Glad to hear it. 
What brings you all to the old blessed tome? Um, no one else has been here before, and uh, well, I know Boz. Yeah. What? We 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 were just talking about our favorite books. Yeah, he's a regular reading customer. <laughs> I I told him when when were you here, Boz? There's there's different ways to come across people rather than in person. I mean, just look at my staff. I'm a strange guy. Who knows how I've met Morgan? Maybe in a dream. Um, Maybe he is the dream. <laughs> <laughs> well, Craig. <laughs> I was like, Craig, are you flirting? With- oh, no. Um. Uh, okay. I'll I'm just kidding. It's I a didn't joke. Realize I, I you... put Morgrim up to it as we came in what? first. I'm just joking. I'm sorry. Yeah, I had probably all five seconds of that left. I know. I got too stressed out. I couldn't handle what? it. I'm sorry. Balls, are you okay? I gave him a Was that like your at a joke? I'm sorry <laughs> for lying to you. I thought I would try to. No, that's okay. Um, I was I just confused. I could have done so much better. Well, how would you, um, you meet your friends? Oh, um, <laughs> we kidnapped well, you were... her. You were asking about a long story, um, or about what's going on in the world. Uh, long story short, um, we kind of ran into a general and had to hop on a boat. <laughs> you were. Oh yeah, and you then ran I. Into a general. Oh yeah, and then Ro were you in whispers very softly. Don't call. <clears throat> oh, serious. Yeah. You're safe here. Oh, <laughs> um, maybe. Except I might have made a little bit of a mistake, but um, I, I think we're okay. No matter what, you're safe here. Oh, thanks, Morgrim. Oh, I brought you this, and she hands him a cupcake. <laughs> he looks at it for a second, looks at Boz and smiles, and he goes, yeah. And he just pops it in his mouth. <laughs> you takes the, the basket. Yeah, he takes it, it all that time. He goes, no, that's good stuff. All right. So what's your name Apple. again? Morgrim. I'm sorry. Morgrim? Yeah. I got a question for you. All right, Craig? <laughs> and so, he sort of, le- as he leans back the wood, under him, the wall cracks a little bit. As so, I mean, I've never been here before, but uh, yeah. I came in with two expectations. This would be ba- <laughs> oh boy, <laughs> this whole place would be made of opal, and that there would be a tomb somewhere. Um, they were convinced that this place is haunted, Morgrum. I, I tried to convince them it's not. I, I, I think, think that, that this is I very did. true. Well, you guys all were just talking about it outside. No place is not made of opal. It's not even tough the windows on the front. Not even like beneath the wood? Not even Ow. beneath the wood. <laughs> and <laughs> no dead folks. Yep. Oh, see, I told you. Hey, <laughs> wait, Um, can you make a deal with me that you would not squish me? Because I would hate to be that guy that's dead. Yeah, no, no problem. Oh, okay, awesome. Reaches out an immense hand that swallows up yours. He shakes it. Awesome. It's been a hey, long please time don't squish me. You... Squishes your hand. It's been a long time <laughs> since you shook someone who, whose hand could squeeze as hard as yours. And then he pulls his hand out from behind his back and he goes, oh, my fingers were crossed. <laughs> I like step like one foot away from Craig <laughs> and he goes so what are you all looking for while well, you come to the opalescent time and for the sake of things Tello is paying attention but in a way that is genuine to his character he's falling back and just letting you all do your thing he's listening and watching um, is is she here? she's in um, she's having a meeting at the moment speaking okay. with a, an individual from a far land gotcha. but um if you all have any immediate questions about the shop, I can answer that and she'll be out momentarily. Where's she from? Where's where's her guest from? Well, it's not a guest. See, I'm the only employee of this store and Miss Connor Jay runs the shop. She owns it. She founds it. Uh, it's hers. Where's her guest from? Uh, well, I'm not quite at liberty to give out private information, but there's no guest. She's speaking over a distance through magical uh-huh. means. Gotcha. I told you. 
but not to be not to be rude. Um, no, what this show does behind the curtain is rogue business. Yeah, fair enough. Um, fun fair fact, enough. Fun fact, uh, guys. Um, you know how I how I did that little thing on the orb. Uh, Connor J, who he's talking about, taught me that. Really? Oh wow! Thanks a lot. What's um? What's the orb? Ooh. Ooh. It's a private man. I don't know. Oh, yeah. For now. Welcome what? to the opalescent time. It's the finest magic I'm gonna shop go. in the world. And he just walks oh, away. I'm, I'm gonna go look around. Literally, never. Uh, Morgan, would you, do, would you want to? Would you want to give us? Would you want to give us the the, the tour? He's probably gonna get lost Connor later. And apologize for doing oh, that. Since Connor Jay is in a meeting, would you like to give us a tour? I'll tell you what. Um, the ceilings are low for me. Um, so why don't you all look around? If you've got a question, I'll answer it. Okay. Where, where, what are the sections of the store? Like, if we wanted to... Books are upstairs. Okay. Don't touch a bookcase. It's got chains on it. And everything else is in that room over there. What type of books? All sorts, friend. All sorts. Are they safe to read if they're not... If they don't have chains on them? Or they are. Okay. Are there any new instruments in Morgan? He just winks at you. <laughs> And he sits back against the wall. He picks up his book and he opens it up in his hand. Puts his little readers on. And now, you all have entered the blessing time. Yes! And I accidentally printed three because I didn't know that Jackie was going to be here. So, oh, Abby, so please share with Micah. Oh my These documents God. that I have distributed to you all contain <gasps> the um, full category and belonging of the opalescent tome. Um, they are organized. They are uh, organized oh by section. My so it begins with adornments, which would be magical jewelry, and then it continues onward to armor, um, and then to clothing, I believe. Yes, uh, and then after that, to musical instruments. Followed by, I believe, miscellanea, and then potions, and then tomes, and then weapons. Can we have um, a moment to look at this? You absolutely hey, may. I, I, can we? Bob Gloss painting. I know. I just saw that. I have. Can Can we say that? Hmm. I have things that I want to ask Morgrim. Yes, you Good. absolutely may. So I, I guess I'm just gonna awkwardly walk over him to him and be like, "What you reading?" Uh, it's a romance novel, Love in the Mountain. Oh, I know that one. Oh, you do? Yeah. You like Minogue? I've never finished one of her books. I read the first chapter of that one with you some friends. You should Yeah? It's good stuff. Good stuff? Yeah, it gets much better in the end. Hmm. Is that your favorite of hers? Uh, yeah. I think so far. I also like some Natalie Krem. Natalie Krem? What yeah. does she write? Uh, it's a bit more... A bit deeper. What do you mean? Like... Well, this is, it's not that there's no meaning in a novel, but it's a bit more about the fun of the thing. Yeah. And Krem's got a much more um, genuine investigation of the heart and the mind. I like that. Yeah. That's cool. You like to read? And he closes the book and puts it down on the side. Um, I, not really. I like, I get kind of bored with reading. It just, it takes me a lot. Oh, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. It, when I sit down to read a book, it's like, if it's a really good book and I'm interested in it, I'll sit there and like read it all day and just not move. Yeah. But if it it's, takes a lot to get there. Yeah. I get yeah. kind of obsessive if I like a book, but otherwise it's just too boring. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. You need anything, fellow? 
uh, boss turns around and um, says, no, I'm just uh, appreciating everything. It's it's so big. It's and, lovely, isn't it? Oh, it's beautiful. It's hard to decide where to go to first. I... I don't mean to be impertinent. What sort of a race are you? I am a half dryad. I thought maybe so. Have you seen something like me before? I've seen one before. Um, I've seen your stuff. Oh, is that's it... right. You know Ro. I'm sorry. I've. I'm just kind um, of an impression. I see your stuff. Yeah. And it, well, I've met one aside from her. That's not the point. Oh. I see your stuff, and it looks druidic, though it's hard to look at the head of the thing. There are some items intended for druids in the next room, but. There are also some druidic texts upstairs if you're interested in all that. Uh, I'll do look at both. Um, it's your call, mate. All right. I, I'm going to go look at the uh, druidic text upstairs. What? All right. Thank you. So Boz rounds the staircase and moves up the stairs. You move into the library. Um, for the individuals who pass into the larger room, unless mm -hmm. you remain to speak with Morgan more. I'm going to keep talking. I'm going to okay. stay there, but yeah. So in the room uh, beyond... It just opens up into a much larger room. On the wall immediately to your left is covered in armor and weapons. Um, on the far wall to the... This is... You know, I'm just going to keep using left and right because the cardinal directions aren't going to be useful in here. Um, on the on the far wall to your left, um, not across from the window and not below the window, is all clothing racks and um, cloaks and uh, shoes and belts and adornments. Um, the display cases below the window are filled with um, uh, more weapons and magical adornments. The far right wall is covered in display cases that are locked that are filled with potions. And then um, to the wall opposite that is just an array of miscellanea. Um, and every single magic item in the shop has a small bronze placard above or below it labeling it. So I feel like Boz walks away and then I like watch him and then whip around towards. Okay. You turn around suddenly. Yeah. Your flower crown moves uh, <laughs> slightly askew. So I have I have two questions. What? When I was walking up here, I, you know, soup. Never mind. The air got really heavy. Was it order to walk toward the building? Yeah, and it. I was running towards it and I got dragged backwards. So that's the eye your person. Where from? I'm from... No. Where from on your body? Oh, my Is bag. Is all of you? Your bag? Yeah. I don't mean to be intrusive. What have you got in there? A shield, a dragon shield. And I pull it out and I give it to him. Takes it in his hand. It's very small in his hand. It fits oh. in his palm. And he goes... Oh, I don't know what that is. You, what do you mean? I mean, it's obviously a shield made from dragon scale. Yeah. This building is wielded against certain types of magic. Um, if you were entirely of the nature of whatever magic this is, you wouldn't have been able to pass through. If I was what? Whatever magic is going on with the shield. Yeah. And he actually just puts it right back in your bag and he quits touching it. Hmm. Um, whatever's going on with it, if you were all of that, you wouldn't have been able to come in here. Oh. Um, but because it's only an item, it was able to pass through. Oh. Um, although with difficulty, it seems... Yeah. I would have the lady look at it because not lady means spiritually. She is Lady Conajay. Um, I would have a look at it because um, that might be of import. Oh, okay. Not to make you nervous, but classically yeah. items that might be dangerous, not always, but frequently, have trouble moving into the building. Magic is scary for me. 
He sort of cocks an eye and looks at you for a moment. Looks you up and down. Peers at your neck. Is your necklace fully hidden right now? Yeah, it's under my clothes. Okay. Looks at a bit of it. What was that? Why? Yeah. It's... Not too pressure. Yeah, yeah. It's always been... Hard. It's always been hard for me, but not like in a not a, like in a fun way. Not like, not yeah, like no, climbing a hill or like climbing a, like learning something that's like bad hard. We've just met, Gra. Yeah, sorry, and I tend to do that. Are young. No, it's alright. No, I'm not telling you not to speak. I'm forward in a thought. Mm-hmm. We've just met. Um, so your choices are your own. If you're looking for answers. Miss J is a good place to find them. Hmm. If you've got more thinking and exploring to do, we respect that. But if you've got a question you need answered, this frequently isn't a bad place to start. Hmm. I have a more fun question. Yeah. I'm going to take out my spyglass. Do you know what this is? No, I don't. Take a look at it, please. Give it up. Blimey. Oh, goodness. That's really something. Yeah. You are quite the group that's coming here. Yeah, but this is just... I think I'm the least interesting He hands it back to you. It's tiny in his fingers. <laughs> Do you know what it is? No, I don't. Okay. Do you? Uh, It was Nifty's. It's a magic item of Nifty. I... It belonged to Nifty. Well, I, no, I don't know that. But, but he it, made it. It's... it's Someone said it's the scope of the world wanderer and it's enchanted randomly. <laughs> That's quite a coincidence you come in here with that because the lady's got a bit of an obsession with him. Um, she collects his items and they're quite valuable to her. Oh. If you're looking for trade, you probably get something pretty for that. Now, again, if you love it and you want to keep it, it's all yours. Yeah. She's got a passion for it. So if you're looking for a good conversation or a good trade, that's got a good likelihood on it. Cool. Cool. Thank you. I like you, Greta. I yeah. hope you have a wonderful day. You too. I like you too. Bye. He leans back and picks his book back up, continues to flip through it. Does anyone have any questions about anything? I don't think I can speak words um, when I'm taking in so many. I Boz goes upstairs and he finds the Tome of the Druid, the Master Archdruid. Um, Ruminations of the Archdruid. Yeah. Yes. So, Boz, you go upstairs. There's stacks and stacks of books, and there's no external lighting. There are no the windows do not provide much light into the upstairs bookcase uh, or uh, book stacks, and um, there are no lanterns. There are no um, candelabras, um, but these small blue floating crystals are just gently floating through the air. Um, do you try to touch one at any point? Is it within reach? Yeah, they're all around you, floating gently through the air. Uh, I feel like I, like, put my hand underneath it. Okay. No sensation around it. I touch it. Okay. It's safe to the touch. And as you touch it, you realize that you can pull it out of the air. And then wherever you let go of it, it stays. Oh. So it's like a light you can take with you. And oh, yeah. Things. I take one with me okay. as, I, as I look you begin through the to, tomes. You begin to read through the space. So it, the space is fairly well lit, but with a slight dimness to it, it gives it a really um, dramatic lighting, quite frankly. And as you begin to look over books, one catches your eye. Um, there is a lovely green text, thick but pocket-sized, which looks as though green leaves of verdant forest have been magically wrapped over heavier binding to create an almost alive tome. The pages of this book are greenish-white, as though the parchment was crafted from a growing sapling. 
The insights uh, therein that you begin to flip through are written largely in Sylvan and interspersed Druidic. The text is interesting. Um, do you begin to read it? Uh, yes, I, but I also don't know if it's like wrong for me to read it, but I want to understand what it's what it's about. So I keep reading unless someone like okay. says. Do you open to. to the first page? Yeah. There is an inscripted message in the front. Do you read it? Yes. It reads, The Westwood, they call it. It seems a bit trivial of a name to apply to such beauty and wonder. Though, in fairness, I have not the fitting words myself. What does one call the intersection of three worlds in a lovely stand of verdant towers? Maybe it is enough that it should simply be wood in the West. Perhaps there is as much of purpose in druids as abides in paladins in the end, upholding their inmost oaths and all guarding one heart or another. Perhaps we are all alike in our beginnings and our ends. I've spoken with more flowers than folk at this point. It is the buzz of the bees rather than the bustle of busy streets that I should have on my ears. And yet still do I wonder if my time in this untenable tumult could mean anything more than the change of another autumn's leaves in the span of many few breaths. Perhaps you, O oh reader, who might be reading, may make more sense of the space between the lilies and lies, the tulips and truths. What should one do with water for which all have such, such deep thirst, but with which so few may be trusted? Should one trust themselves? Were you ever one to be trusted? Maybe we are all flowers in the field of the setting sun, but maybe that is yours now, reader. Perhaps you are to tend these fields, and I may resign myself to the peaceful practice of pushing the daisies higher upward. Perhaps I am simply a babbling old, old kook. Talk to the trees for me, dear reader. I imagine they should enjoy the sound of another voice. Do you continue to flip through the book? Yeah. Within are beautiful illustrations, poetic descriptions, all in Druidic and Sylvan, that outline a series of spells that Druids may understand. I'm going to send you a message in your channel in Discord. Only Boz may look at this. That was giving Walden. I don't know if you've read that book, but what you just read was giving Walden. Zach, if you yeah. wrote like a book, I would... Definitely. That was so that. beautiful. That was amazing. Yeah, like, that, that was, was really gorgeous. Good. I kind of wish you. I wasn't a part of this campaign just so that you could send me the books and I, I could know, read I them read without getting spoiled. My first thought was I have send... to show this to Spiguber. He would love this. Aww. Are these, like these spells, do I have to be able to have spell slots at this level to be able to cast them, but I just know what they are? With time, you could you could add these to your spell list. And there's a paragraph in there that explains that. They do be heckin' dope, too. Greta. After you're done speaking with Morgan, do you go up to explore books or do you go to look at items? Items. Okay. You pass into the shop with everyone else. Ro, has anything caught your eye? Um. Yeah. Or I'll tell you what. Let's do this a different <laughs> way. Okay. <laughs> oh. Out from behind a red velvet cloth. <laughs> An individual strides out into the main lobby and then slowly joins the rest of you all there. She is tall, raised up slightly by her lifted shoes behind her, um, maybe six foot in total. Um, she is a wood elf, dark brown skin. She has slightly pointed ears, lovely high features, a gorgeous broad nose, um, thick lips, uh, thin brows, dark brown chocolate eyes, and she has jet black hair that is slightly curly, it pulls backward with streaks of silver through it that pulls back into a very ornate braid in behind. 
and um, uh, she is wearing simply a gray sleeve dress with a slight silver sheen that has like sort of a cross breast fabric that may be laid all the way across and goes down the leg of the dress, um, buttoning with a silver pin at the top and the bottom. She has on a silver bracelet with a metal stud in the middle, a couple of silver rings, and no other adornments. She walks into the space gracefully and elegantly and smiles at you all. And interrupting a few of you all from looking at items, she says, Good afternoon. Who is it who graces my store today? Rowena, it has been a bit. Hello. How, how are you? I am well. Who are your friends? Um, yeah. Are they all like near-ish? They can be if they okay. want. I mean, um, it's, it's, yeah. the room is large, but everyone can see each other clearly in the space. Um, yeah, this is Greta, Craig, Balls, and uh, Tello. It is good to meet you all. Mm-hmm. Boz smiles and, or Tello sp- smiles and nods. She nods back. She looks to each of you. Hello. I am Kanaje, purveyor of the opalescent tongue. For what do you want to search today? Well, as you see, I like rings. <laughs> so I would like to expand my collection. We have adornments on the chests at the opposite side of the room. Mm-hmm. Were there any items that caught your fancy? Yeah, uh, there was Ring of Telekinesis. That was really, really interesting, actually. Um... I don't know. I'm really bad at reading behavior cues, so I would enjoy some help. Um, no problem. Wait, telekinesis is not reading minds, isn't it? It's like... Or it you... is not. It's the ability to levitate objects with your Ah, mind. dang it. Okay. Well, what's the other one called? Telepathy. Telepathy. <laughs> this is not what I was expecting. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are looking at the ring in the case and Craig not just walks away. Wait, wait, do you have one? Like, do you have anything that helped me read minds or insight stronger? Dude, Craig reading minds? Yeah, that's that's is a disaster. (laughs) I had a pendant of mind reading last week, but I sold it to a merchant from a foreign land. I'm sorry. Is that person in um from another podcast? Or not podcast, another um, campaign? It's is there any other item? <laughs> uh, would you like to look at our weapons, possibly? Oh, no. I see the model on your back. Yeah. I'm confused by the expression, sir. Um, Greg, be nice. Uh, does anything catch your eye today? Um. Well, of course, I was I was looking at all the instruments. She follows you and she walks to the wall. Um. What catches your fancy? Hold on, I gotta go back to the instruments. <laughs> Where is it at? <laughs> And she could be speaking with multiple people. Does anything oh. catch your eye, Greta? I just have oh, I just have a lot of questions. Certainly. I'd love a discussion. Okay. Um, can I show you? I have some items I can show you that I have questions Certainly. about. Certainly. Let me check in for yeah. while you pull them out. Okay. Go ahead. I feel like I'm, I have the text and I'm walking downstairs. Okay. I guess they're downstairs. Yeah. I was upstairs, right? Yes. Yeah. So I'm walking down. So you walk back down the staircase and in the main space? Is there a space in conversation or a road you want to start talking for? Um, I wanted to say something to Kanaje, but you can, if you would like to interrupt, you can. Um, how much is this book? Hello. Hi, I'm My sorry. My name is My name is Baz. It is all right. Baz. You are from the north. Yeah, the northwest. 
You have Mitraina. I have. It Let's... is good to see one of your people. How many how many of us have you her seen? Her eyes widen, she gets a big smile on her face, she looks directly at the staff and then winces and then she says, I had only ever heard of that. Welcome to my shop. You know what this is? I do. Was it given to you? Yes, it was. In a dream. My friend, for you, that book is free. No, it's not. Stop it. <gasps> Stop, Stop it! it. She smiles and she squeezes your shoulder with a hand and she says, let me know if you have any other questions. I have so many questions, but... Let me speak with Rowena a moment. That's what I was going to say. I think we all have a lot of questions. She turns around and looks to Rowena. Also, Morgan can be answering things as well if we need simultaneous conversations. Six to Rowena. Um, I'll just grow two heads real fast. Yeah, let's do that. <laughs> um, can Ro get kind of serious for a second? Mm -hmm. And she um, uh, she kind of looks at Conage and she says, um, I'm, I'm very... I'm obviously I'm very interested in, in a lot of things. Um but I haven't seen like a you know, a a real friend in a while. I, I just met these and they're all very lovely people, all these people, but um I know that you kind of went through this, but uh I found out recently I finally found out a little bit more about my mother and uh I learned that she's passed away. Rowena, I'm sorry. There's no need to apologize. Um, I just wanted to tell you, you know, with your yes. father and everything, I wanted you to know as well. That is sad to hear. I loved her songs. I did too. <laughs> I still have her songbook. I've been writing in it. Um, she would be proud of you, Rowena. Thank you. Are you in need of any private conversations? Um, maybe, but you can you can go ahead and and you can have an audience in one of the private rooms later if you need. Yeah, that might be that might be a good idea. Um, whenever you desire, head okay. beyond the curtain, first room to your left. Definitely, thank you. And Ro goes on to just kind of look and fiddle with the instruments around her. Okay. I I had another question for you. She turns back toward you. Yes. Um, is, is this a place that we can bring items to, to get more information about? Absolutely. Why did you give me this book for free? Baz, I am more than 200 years old and my shop is more than 300. My father, Teloge, built it and founded it himself. And this shop will not last. Whether the seas rise, or the empire seizes it, or what have you, this shop will fade. And so will my life. But many of these items will outlast me. What will I have achieved if I hoarded them here? If I made great profit, what will that bring me? These items, from all of their sources of power, are parts of a story that we all have the opportunity to walk in. This book belongs to you far more than me. I have paid great coin for some of the items in this shop, and others were freely given with the trust that I would make sure that they went to the rightful owner. 
If the maker of that staff decided that you were to have it, then the writer of that book would desire that you did as well. What do you know about the staff? Quite a bit. Maybe we can talk about it sometime. Look around the shop a little more. Okay. Maybe we can talk about the staff as well as that book. I had the pleasure of knowing its author. You have a really great shop. I do. She just winks at you. Rowena? Um, I'm... I'm going to look around a little bit with the instruments, but, um... Yeah, I would definitely like to speak to you. First room on your left? Okay. I got halfway through a bottle of Chardonnay. Lovely. There's a second glass in there. Perfect. <laughs> Sounds good. I'll see you in there. Mm-hmm. After she ushers you to the room at the side, Ro, um, uh, she sort of waits for a moment. She walks up to Morgrim. They have a quiet conversation and chuckle about something, and you all continue to investigate the opalescent tome. Yes? Can I say that I find... I'm going to grab Nifty's box. Okay. You go grab it. And just <laughs> take it off the shelf, and I think sit on the floor and look at it. Okay. Um, Kanaje walks up and sort of kneels down to you, and um, uh, we will pick up with the conversation that you guys have oh. the next time that we return to the Opalescent Tome. We made it! We did it! We got there! But the problem is the Opalescent Tome is pretty gigantic, so we're going to need a little oh, time in it. So, uh, and it's not made of opal. We will, heck, we will resume our investigation of the world's greatest matter shop, magic shop in uh, episode <laughs> 28. But thank you all for joining us uh, for this next installation of the Accidental Adventures. And see you next time. Yeah. If you have a moment, go uh, check us out on Instagram and Twitter. Yes. Tell your weirdo mm-hmm. about <laughs> us. And your aunt, too. I guess if they, that's two people that Maybe can not her. Maybe, Maybe not your her. cool aunt. You know, cool aunt. Yeah. Cool that one. Aunt. Yes. The one that you're yes, thinking yes, of yes. right now. Yeah, we know the one. Can we close the podcast so I can start talking about my aunt? Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> we have so much to talk about off mic. So uh, we'll catch you next week. Thank you so much for listening to Barely D&D. You rock. Thanks for listening. Go to our Patreon. That's right. Bye. Let's get it out of